You are listening to Information Man Podcast. Information is power. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. All right. Information Man Speaks Podcast is in the house here. I want to thank you all for uh, listening to the broadcast and being here. And um, I got to tell you all, I had a great time over this past weekend. I interviewed a young lady who has a powerful, and I do mean powerful, podcast. And she goes by the name of Lemonade, Pink Lemonade. And I say Pink Lemonade Podcast. It's a self-help podcast program. The sister is completely dynamic. A self-help podcast to help you turn life's lemons into lessons. Hosted by Whitney L. Barkley. She has a master's degree and she has a blog uh, post or site called Skinny Black Girls Code. And you're going to hear some of the things that we talked about in this particular uh, podcast that uh, you're going to hear. And I hope you enjoy it. Now, I have a YouTube channel. Matter of fact, I have two. I have the Information Man show that's on youtube i do a lot of my interviews and some of my podcasts over there then i have the information man speaks podcast where i do more commentary on different subjects that are going on around the world and uh, i brought her on and i uh, definitely as you do in podcasting you record material and so i'm about to play you a dynamic uh, interview that i did with sister whitney the pink lemonade podcast so check her out let me give a shout out to evo um centric podcast uh, fade up podcast who I've interviewed and also not a seriously not another podcast brother Ben out there and his whole crew let me say peace and love to those folks out there and everyone who's been supporting the information man speaks podcast thank you very much so with that said let me go ahead and uh, bless you all with this beautiful podcast by this sister right now the information man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well, Information Man Speaks Podcast. I'm trying to play your video, um, and uh, for whatever reason, it's buffing right now, and there's some problems, but uh, let's just get right into it, everybody. Uh, let everybody know who you are. Um Okay. Your podcast. Why did you get into podcasting? Just let everybody, just break it down to everybody. And uh, thank you, everybody that has come into the chat room so far. Go right ahead. Perfect. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Whitney B from Pink Lemonade Podcast. And I started Pink Lemonade in 2016 because I was at a crossroads in my life. Mm-hmm. I live my life based on what other people wanted for me. And I never really took the time to reflect and think about what it is that I wanted. We get so many messages every day from other people telling us what we should do, what we should look like, how we should be, that we don't really take the time to process what we feel uh, of who we should be or who we should become. So I started Pink Lemonade as a solo podcast to help people with self-reflection to really get to understand who you are because I truly believe that when you know your values, it's a lot easier to navigate through life. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is really almost like a an audio diary of me understanding what are the things that are most important to life. And- <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the... Um- <laughs> Let me see something. <laughs> yeah, I can hear the lemonade. Hey, that's a great effect, actually. 
That came in. Whoa, I like that. <laughs> Let me see something. Let me see something real quick. Uh oh, here it goes. In my life. We're gonna just play that. Let's just let it play. Looks like it's uh, it's starting now. Wow. Oh yeah, it's doing its thing. Yes. I try to be perfect by everyone else's standards. Instead of. Yeah, it's uh. I don't know why I'm getting that buffing problem, but the the sound effects came in at the right time. <laughs> I was creating my own path of freedom. I was stuck being who I thought I was supposed. All right, so let me, I may just stop that so it doesn't cut into the discussion. But I'll, if I can run it again, I will try to run it again, or I'll add it to the uh, final version on the podcast. But um, go right ahead, sister. Uh, <laughs> the sound effects came through at the right time. Let, oh, me, no <laughs> <laughs> let me see something one more time. Maybe this will work. Let me see something. Okay. So, everybody, we're trying to get her video that she has on YouTube. Instead of leaning into who I am. Yeah, it stops. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop this. Let me see if maybe if I bring it back and start it over again, maybe it'll come out better this time. Let me see. When life gives you lemons, turn them into lessons. Okay. So when life gives you lemons, turn them into lessons. And, um, I'm going to stop that right there. It's uh, it just for some reason, the video just won't. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just that's one of the the pitfalls of technology. Sometimes it's working, sometimes not working. But uh, not to cut you off, sister, let's go back into what you were saying. Uh, go right ahead. OK, I mean, and I think that line is a great segue into what I was saying, because when life gives you lemons, you turn them into lessons. So mm-hmm. my philosophy is that the only ill that I take in life are lessons. Like we have to transform how we feel about obstacles and turn them into opportunities. Right. So I just want people to get into a positive frame of mind to understand how how those situations that they think are really bad can really be a great way to propel you into the next phase of your life. So I truly just believe that we have to look at those losses and figure out what we can learn for them. So that way, the next time that things come up, we're already prepared because we found the lesson in that loss. Wow. Um, Let me ask you a question. In terms of podcasting, you have the name Pink Lemonade. Mm -hmm. uh, And and I'm going to say it again. You talk about um, life lessons and how you can turn the lemons in your life, things that go maybe wrong in your life, and you can turn it around. Now, when you... Have you always had a sort of inspirational voice like this most of your life before you started podcasting? I mean, where did you get this from? Your family, friends? Where did you get that that part of your personality from? Um, I've always tried to live with optimism. I've been like this ever since I was a child. Like, I've always tried to see the best in everything. But, of course, you know, when you get older, you kind of see reality in life for what it is and things start to happen. So I had to figure out how I could get back to that certain place. I would say... Um, the turning point for me was just being around other people, um, finding mentors and finding people who carried that attitude of positivity, who could see the brighter side of things. That's what really restored that within me. Okay. Okay. Now let me ask you a question. Maybe I don't, I mean, if you answer this, I apologize. How did you eventually transition yourself into podcasting and do you, uh, I mean, do you have, I've listened to some of your stuff. Um, I have to admit to you, uh, very powerful. 
Um, you said a lot of things that I agreed with that I have to apply to my own life and things that I've gone, I've, uh, have, have, have overcome, have had to overcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, you use really good puzzle. You put a lot of pebbles of wisdom in your podcast because you give good examples, whether it be using uh, celebrities or entertainers as examples of how one can inspire themselves and how you can also get yourself in pitfalls mm-hmm. by following the wrong examples. Let's explain a little bit more about that to the folks out there as it relates to your podcast. Okay. And so you're asking how, how I use those examples or how I'm finding those examples. Yeah. I mean, how, when when you decide to go into podcasting, Mm -hmm. I think the real question is, is how did you go down that, go down that road of podcasting? Oh, okay. And then the sort of material that you talk about, I mean, where does that, where is that coming from? Well, the podcast started as a extension of a brand that I started called the Skinny Black Girls Code. So I started the Skinny Black Girls Code back in 2014 as a blog. Mm -hmm. So um, I used to to be a really skinny girl. I had a lot of self-esteem issues about being skinny because I came up in an era where if you didn't have a Coke bottle shape, you didn't have anything. So I started this brand to represent women who felt underrepresented because you don't really hear people talking about being skinny. Like people automatically assume because you're skinny that you're content with your weight. And there's a lot of women, especially black women, who um, didn't feel that way. So I started this blog. I started interviewing people and uh, I wanted a way to expand it because a lot of the attention was focused on others. Like I, I didn't really talk about myself. I tried to focus on other stories. So when podcasting came about, I'm like, you know, this could be a really great platform to do a lot of self-reflection. And in terms of the ideas, um, I, I think I think pretty abstract. So when I hear concepts, I always figure out, okay, if you tell me, you know, let's say um, Henry Ford, the assembly line, right? I'm going to try to figure out how can I apply, how can I apply that particular concept to life? So I always love to hear things on a broader scale and figure out, okay, that works in a business or that works for, you know, someone's organization. How can I take that and scale it back down and bring it back to my own life? Like, what can I learn from those concepts? Mm-hmm. Wow. Let me ask you a question. Now I'm looking at some of your material here and you've got how to attack what you want in life. Give us a taste of that. When you say, when you say how to attack what you want in life, what are your strategies that you would give people as advice to how to attack what they want in life? Well, the first thing I would say is you have to recognize what your fear is. Um, Once you understand and identify what your fear is, the best way to get over your fear is to create experiences. A lot of people think that they're confused, they're lost, and they don't know what it is that they want to do. And the reality is most people don't know what they want to do because they aren't taking action. So you want to really make sure that you're putting yourself in a place of execution because I believe that true clarity comes from experience. So once you start to get into more experiences, of what you do, you learn about, okay, maybe I don't like this. Maybe I don't like this. You'll start to understand what you don't like to bring you closer to what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Um, That is the second thing. So making sure that you understand what your fear is, making sure that you're trying to do different experiences. And then I will also say, 
as a plan of attack is just to believe in what it is that you're doing. It goes back to that whole philosophy of losses. Most people are so afraid of losing that they don't attempt to do anything. You have to accept your failures, your losses, those obstacles. Those are all things that are a part of the process. Once you understand and embrace it, understand that failure is something that you need to understand and go through in order to get to the next level, it will allow you to, to be okay. There's a saying to fail fast, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that saying is so important because if you already go in with the, with the mindset, like, okay, um, I'm going to do this thing. It may not work out, but I'm going to know what I need to do the next time. Then it allows you to really flourish in that area and where you want to go. Okay. Wow. Now, before we continue on, and we were talking earlier before we went live, let everyone know out there your background. Now, you have a master's degree in what area? I thought it was very interesting, but I want you to to break it down to folks. Go right ahead, sister. Okay. So my actual background is in journalism. So my undergrad is in mass media communications, but my master's is in marketing and communications. And I study marketing and communications because a lot of people don't look at it like this, but marketing is really psychology. Like Mm -hmm. how do you connect with people? How can you get people to go onto an emotional level? And um, that's something that I really love because a lot of us have messages, right? We have messages that can motivate the masses, but without understanding the psychology about how you can utilize those messages, they get lost in the sauce. So it's really important for me. Like I studied marketing. Yes, it's my occupation, but to me, it's almost like a ministry as well, because when people have messages, I want to be able to make sure that they're reaching the right people. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Now, let's go over this other one here. Why you should not let your ideas over, what's that, over... uh, Overshadow your vision. Overshadow your vision. And you know what's funny about that? During the, uh, when we went into the new year, I did a video about uh, going into year 2020, you've got to have vision. Okay? Mm -hmm. And um, so give us the breakdown from your perspective uh, and experience uh, the idea of over letting vision overshadowing your own visions. What do you mean by that? So there are ideas and there are visions An idea is something that it can be something that's good. It can be something that you execute, but a vision is something that really pulls at you. It's something that keeps you up at night. It's something that you can see so clearly that other people around you may not see it, but maybe it's something that only you can see it. Ideas are things that, you know, you might be able to execute, but I truly believe that sometimes we're not meant to execute every single idea. You ever seen that kind of person where they just jump from one thing to another One day they're doing this and the next day they're doing something else. And a lot of times people are jumping from thing to thing because they don't have a sense of vision. And one thing that I've also learned about ideas is that sometimes we're given ideas to be given to somebody else. Sometimes we have to plant the seed in someone else because sometimes the ideas that we get Mm -hmm. can be somebody else's vision. So it's very important to just understand the difference between an idea and a vision because that vision is going to be that thing that you work on and that will propel you forward. Whereas an idea you know, you might get something out of it, but that's not really something that's ultimately attached to your purpose. Okay, cool, cool. Now, let me ask you something too. Let me put this up on the screen. We're going to go more deeper. I want to, I'm going to ask you this question, but I want to put this on the screen because this is a thumbnail to the video. But what I'm looking at is what you have on the shirt. Now we're going to get into this. You've got black women as Everybody. <laughs> okay. I mean, 
I want to know what inspired you to put such a bold shirt on. Like, what do you, what is the message that it's conveying? So for this shirt, um, and I can't take any credit for this shirt. This shirt is actually a product of Stephanie Cottle. She's the founder of the Black Girl Group out in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And Black Women versus Everyone is a bold statement. I mean, not to say that, you know, Black women are better than everyone, but sometimes as a Black woman, you feel like you're in it by yourself, like you're in a journey by yourself. And sometimes it feels like everyone, the whole world is against you. So I put this shirt on, you know, in support of a campaign that she actually did. If you actually look up Black Women versus Everyone, everybody hashtag, um, there are several hundred women who wore the same shirt, um, I think it was the day after Black Friday. But really, this is just a bold testament to say, you know, yes, we're black women. Yes, we're here. Yes, we're going to compete. And yes, we're going to be the best at what it is that we do. So, you know, if people have certain ideas around black women, then bring it because we're here and we're here to stay. Okay. Let me ask you, let me just do, let me do something real quick. I got some good folks coming into the chat room. Let me say peace to uh profit of thought series. Everybody make sure you go check out that brother's channel. I mean, he's got great things going on on Thursday and, and Wednesdays and Thursday nights. Uh, a lot of brothers go over there and they have, constructive debate about a variety of different issues. So Prophet of Thought is my brother. I love him. Make sure you subscribe to his channel and check him out. I see Jay Sean that was in there too. Peace to you, Jay Sean. Uh, Jay Sean. And then we got Peggy Roster in the, in the house. Marie, the creative Creole. Love her. She's a good, she's a great sister. Just a lot of great people that have come into the chat room. And uh, there'll be more that will watch this after the fact. And I, oh, I must not be derelict in my respect but I want to say peace to the folks that are listening right now live on Periscope in Twitter because I've got a nice little uh, following of people that are subscribing to me on that part of uh, social media now. I think one time I went on one night, I was talking about Kobe Bryant, and let me bring this up. I want to ask you a question about Kobe Bryant real quick because it's all in fitting in respect to the brother. But uh, to Kobe Bryant right here, uh, let me just say a uh, shout out to people who were watching me tonight that I did a video on Kobe Bryant, particularly uh, the good folks who are listening to me. Um, let me take this off of here real quick. The Good folks that were listening to me on Periscope. I had 140 people watching me uh, live over there. And I appreciate you all who were uh, a part of that. What is your thoughts as we go? We're going to go forward forward with the interview, sister, but I can I would be disrespectful not to get your opinion and thoughts on Kobe Bryant. And um, what are your thoughts about uh, the brother? I think Kobe Bryant was an amazing man. I I didn't know much about him. I hate to say, like, I didn't know much about him until after his death. You know, I only know him in the sense of his legacy in basketball. But, you know, once he passed, I kind of immersed myself into understanding him and just his mindset. Like, I think his mindset just had just such transformative power. And, you know, and that's something that I'm challenging myself to learn more about his Mamba mentality. And, you know, I think that Kobe Bryant was a person who we all can look up to and who we all can, you know, aspire to create a legacy from. And I just think that I, I think it's just really good to know that he had a mindset of empowerment and and the way that he lived his life is just a way that, you know, I'm starting to think about how I can structure my life to, you know, not just to kill it in one area of my life, but how can I take what I've done and how can I 10 next it? How can I maximize it to make sure that I'm reaching as many people as possible? 
Okay. Once again, let me tell everybody in the chat room, once again, I really appreciate everybody that's come through and definitely share this in your own social media so more people can hear this. This sister is very positive. Um, you rep, you know, you, let me get your opinion on this. On YouTube, you know, sometimes we talk about the ratchetness, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you'll hear people talk about uh, ratchet black black women or women in general or black men that are ratchet and what have you. Um, you're, you're very well-spoken. Um, you, you're very positive. You have very positive energy, educated woman. I mean, the reality is, is black men, we, we like our women that are sort of like not on that ratchet type of level. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you might like the woman that's the freak out there, but who do we end up marrying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We end up marrying women or we hope to marry women that are of high quality. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I get the energy from you that you are a very proud black woman. You are about uh, the empowerment of black women. Maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're very inspiring. Um, What do you personally feel right now about the relationships between black men and black women? Is it, is it failing? Are we, um, is apocalyptic? What what is your opinions? Um, I think it could be better. And, I say that in a general sense. I mean, I can only speak from my own personal experience. So I'm married. Yes. I've been married for five years. Me and my husband have been together for 10. All right. Um, we met when I was in college. And it's just, you just have to have the willingness to really be in the relationship. Like people say that you have to give 50-50, but it's really 100-100. Like you have to be willing to bring your whole self to a relationship and also understand that it won't be perfect and that you have to understand what those hiccups are along the way and not be afraid to be wrong. I think that was something that I had to learn a lot because I'm really ambitious. You know, like that's not something that I hide. I work really hard. And, um, you know, it's something that I had to learn with my husband was, yes, I have a career. These are things that I want to do. But at the end of the day, I'm still married and there's still things that I have to do as a wife. So really, I would say we've been married for five, but really in these last two years, I've literally just learned how to be a wife. Wow. It's a learning process. In, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, same thing with him. You know, there were things that he didn't do. But, you know, now that we have better communication, we understand each other a lot better. And so we like and I literally said this to him the other day when we woke up, like, you know, I'm just happy that we're both trying. Like mm-hmm. we're both conscious effort into what we want because you can get the relationship that you want. But everyone has to be a willing participant in order to get there. Right. Right. Um, I, I was married myself. I was married for a long time. I've been divorced about 11 years. One of the things that I made sure that I did is that I have joint custody of my daughter. Uh, I take care of her from day one that she was born. I don't have a lot of drama. And I've been trying to tell black men, especially on YouTube, that you have to take bold steps in a breakup to get joint custody of your child, if not full custody. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of black men have talked about how they've been raped over the coals when it comes to child support the system. The system is set up uh, and it actually impacts men uh, in a very large way. But I know for a fact that the way you are impacted by the family court system is if one, you as a man or father are derelict in your responsibility to take care of your kid financially. And two, if you do not take the chance to get off your butt and get full custody, if not joint custody of your child. If you do not do that, then the child support system is set up 
uh, definitely not in the favor of men. And there are a lot of black men out here who want to be in the lives of their kids that are doing, doing the best they can. And there, of course, there are some that are, that are musty, crusty, and dusty, and there's some that are doing the damn thing. But the problem is, is that a lot of us are being judged by, the, by those, those brothers out there and those men out there in general who are not doing what they're supposed to do. And then they drag net all the rest of us. And mm-hmm. so what is your thoughts about that? So I've, I've seen it from both, both areas and both aspects. Um, I can honestly say I'm, I'm 29. I'm a millennial. Um, most of the men that I see my age, I think they're trying to do things differently than what they've seen before. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of young men who are taking responsibility for the child. Like I, I know several men who have custody of their children, mm-hmm. you know, they're the primary parent for that child. So I really believe that essentially Black men are in a in a better place now than what they what they were. But like you said, there's a a lot of bad seeds, so so to speak, that have happened in the past, and it's kind of tainted the image. But I think we have to look beyond the images that are projected and see what's really there. And from what I can see, just in my worldview, and you know, and what's in front of me, there are a lot of responsible young African American men who are doing what they're supposed to do. Okay. And that's something that we have to to. Um, to congratulate them for, but not only that, but as women, you know, and I'm, I'm just speaking from a, a woman's perspective, you know, like if men are trying to be in the lives of their children to not take that away from them, because I think sometimes people put the relationships over the child and, you know, and because they put the relationship over the child, you know, the, the dad never really gets to have the relationship that they need to have with their children because women are, you know, thinking about what their personal relationships are. So I think it's important to really understand the intent behind what someone is trying to do and to make sure that you're actually co-parenting and supporting them. Okay. Fantastic. Man, that's, that's powerful. Um, let me, let me tell you right now, I think it's fantastic that you're married. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic for you to have this kind of wisdom at 29 years old. So you can just imagine where you're going to be when you're uh, 40, 50, because that's how life is sister. You know, the way I the way I thought my thought process was different at 20 years old or in my teens and what it is at 40. I'm 50 years old now. So when I look back on my life, um, I look I can definitely understand the mistakes that I made. But I also know that I'm a I'm always trying to improve myself. And right. there's a uh, there's go ahead, sister. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that's what it's about. Like, it's just improvement. Like, you have to look at where you are because where you were at 29 should be nowhere near where you are right now. You should always be consistently moving. And if you don't see yourself in a position to where you're moving, then that's when you know it's time to do something different. Because there's no way that I should be thinking at 29 how I was thinking when I was 20. Right, but there's a lot of people out there who are stuck (laughs) and they just can't move. Let me say shout out to brother AM1. He's from the Oakland area. Okay, all (laughs) that brother's... That brother's dynamic, and I know I've been saying I need to get my ass out there to him, and I've been uh, thinking about it a lot, AM1, that I need to uh, go, come hang out with you for a day in Oakland. need to get my, my ass up the road and come see you. But I appreciate AM1 being here. Everybody check out AM1's channel. Their brother is great. He said in there, Arrested Development. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, you're always in Arrested Development. Let me. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. He's sort of... Um, he was the mentor for um, for Francis Krelson Welsing and her ISIS paper theory, and that's Brother Neely Fuller Jr. And he talks about the whole concepts around uh, white supremacy, racism, and what it means. And there are nine areas of 
of particular actions that we are impacted by when it comes to racism in those areas or politics, um, you know, um, sex, believe it, religion, uh, war, uh, all these various areas that we're impacted by. And why I'm bringing him up, because he says something very unique every time he speaks. This man is what, probably in his 80s now? If he hasn't, I don't, he might have passed away by now, but this is my point in saying this. Every time he was interviewed, they would ask him, Nilly Filler, how are you doing, sir? And he would always say, I'm always learning. Here's a man who was very much of age, <laughs> older than most of us listen, you know, on here. And he was saying that I'm always learning. So it tells you, you don't stop learning even when you get up in age. It's always a process, ever in flow process. Which you, what is your thoughts about that? I mean, I think it's important. I think in life, we always have to position ourselves to be a sponge. We always need to absorb new information because I think, um, you know, that term, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, you can. I just think you have to have the willingness to learn. Um, I like to call myself a, a curious person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that my appetite for learning will never end. I mean, to the day I die, I think I'm always going to strive to learn something because there's always something to be learned. Right. Always something to be learned. You're, you're absolutely right. Let me ask you this question. I looked at your podcast. This is very powerful. You say why. Let me see right here. You say why we should not confuse pleasure with happiness. That is powerful because a lot of people do. Uh, they really do. And everybody in the chat room, let me know if, if the sound is okay by putting yes, because you know how I can't hear if there's any popping in the stream, if the stream has been sounding good so far, just let me know, say yes. And once again, thank you for being here. We got sister Buckner in the house, the Creole, uh, the creative Creole sister Buckner, uh, Kenny's in the house. Love that brother, brother, Aduvian, brother, Kujin. These are people that are, are ride and die with me, man. These are consistent folks who always come over and check me out. And I really appreciate them. You all for being here. We got Fly Birdie in the house. Thank you for being here, Fly Birdie. You've been coming consistently. I'm going to probably have to mod you up pretty soon. Uh, but not to cut you off, um, get let's get into this because I see that too often where people do confuse pleasure with happiness. For example, I know that money can actually help you live a better life financially, maybe live in a better house, a better car, maybe more money for better food and trips and maybe, you know, for health care. But there's mm-hmm. so many people that I've seen. There's so many people that you hear about and you read in the papers who are rich and they commit suicide. They jump out of the window. There was a radio host at KGO Radio years ago when I lived in San Francisco. He was a lawyer, made, made good money. And uh, he did, he was on air and then he went to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and he committed suicide after just being on radio and sounding like he had the whole world. Right. Wow. And, he, and the man was financially well off. So I brought in, I bring that up as an example because that's a very powerful topic that you bring up on your podcast. So let's get into that from your perspective. What is that, sister? So I think a lot of times we confuse pleasure for happiness. We we think happiness is instant gratification and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not about, and you know, and I had to learn this. It's not about what I want to do, but it's what about 
what's best for me to do. Because sometimes what we want to do is not always the right thing to do. Like there's this mentality around that goes around that says, you know, hey, you know, do what you want. And I take that very seriously because I don't always want to do what I want because what I want may not always be for my best interest or for the greater good. So that's one thing that I had to really sit and evaluate. But happiness, you know, you really have to define what happiness means for you. But happiness for me is knowing that I made the right decisions and being at peace with with whatever decision that I make at night. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the few ways that to do that is by practicing gratitude, you know, learning how to be grateful for what you have. A lot of times that people seek pleasure is because they're not really happy with what's in front of them. So you have to really learn how to count your blessings. Right. And you also have to understand, like, you have to always be human. You know, like we're going to find our way in life. But sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to just live our lives with faith that it's all going to work itself out. So that's one thing I think that's also really important. And then you also have to make room for what you want. So I think sometimes we block our own blessings by holding on to things that we should have gotten rid of a long time ago. So I used to think that time and just being comfortable, um, I thought those were excuses. They were excuses to validate why things should be in my life, even if they made me miserable. So you have to really set um, an expiration date on certain things, because if you don't set an expiration dates on people, jobs, things, things around you that are making you miserable, you can never open the door for something new to come into your life. You know, you'll never really know what happiness is because you're surrounding yourself with the things that make you miserable. So that's why I look at pleasure as just something that's instant gratification, whereas happiness, that's an inside job. That's something that you really have to work on. And happiness is also something that you can't depend on other people to give you. Right. Right. Um, Where do you think? Let me ask you this question, because uh, this is very important. Where do you believe, as you said, you're a millennial mm-hmm. and I grew up, I'm a gen, I'm a gen Xer. So we, we grew up at a time where I just got to say these things. There was no participation trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we grew up at a time where you could play dodgeball in school and play all these games that they've kind of gotten rid of out of school because they say, Oh, it's too threatening. I grew up at a time when, you know, like any kids, you get bullied, um, so a lot of people in my generation, we didn't really have anybody sort of, uh, holding our hands. We just kind of got, we kind of got the rough side of the mountain. And I know people talk sometimes negatively about your generation. I, I have myself personally, mm-hmm. I personally sometimes think that millennials don't have a good sense and perspective of history and, and that's just my opinion at, at you know that I, I have felt. And I also mm-hmm. feel like sometimes millennials in general, in general, have this sort of entitlement about them. It's about me, give me, give me, give me, that my generation did not grow up with. And I think because a lot of uh, millennials are, are born of people from my generation, not just baby boomers. And I think a lot of folks in my generation, we grew up with the mentality that we wanted to give our kids what we didn't have, give them all this freedom, give them all these things. Now, even though I said some things that are very generalizing and you don't want to put a blank statement on everybody because everyone has a different background. In your generation, what are you seeing 
either negatively or as positively because one thing about the millennials you guys have much more choices you've got much more of the world at your hand technologically so you you are a generation that is definitely more advanced than my generation and you're going to keep it pushing but what are some of the things that your generation and your do you believe they need to watch out for because you have in your podcast you talk about why we should shift the mindset about growing pains and certainly when you grow up you go through growing pains my generation is went through growing pains you your generation is going through growing pains right mm-hmm. isn't as as intelligent as your generation is what are the pitfalls which you say that your generation or yourself need to be aware of um so for me as a millennial a lot of times people comment on you know how i think for my age and one thing that I learned, I had a mentor a long time ago and she put me up to game and she, you know, she's an older woman. She's like in her late fifties, sixties. And she was like, you know, I always keep a millennial around me. I always keep young people around me to keep me fresh. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. I need to keep older people around me so I can really understand things because a lot of the times people in this generation don't want to listen, but there's a lot of wisdom that's already out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this generation has to get over themselves and be willing to listen to information from people who are older than them. Of course, you have to discern, you know, what's what you can use and what's applicable to you. Mm -hmm. But I really think it's important that this generation takes the time to listen because we're the generation of reacting. You know, we want to take action immediately. You know, before we even know 100 percent of everything was going on, like we're ready to just start moving. And I think it's really important to sit back and reflect and really take in the information, take in everything that's given to you so you can really make a um a strategic choice on what it is that you need to do so i would for this generation like i think it's great like i love that we're i'm in the technology generation i love that we have access to information i love we can voice our opinions but the one thing that i i dislike is that our generation just doesn't listen and i think there's a lot of hard lessons that we're finding out um that can be avoided if we take the time to really listen to what other people are telling us Okay, let me read a few things from the chat room. And like I said, the people that follow me, they don't cut no bones. And let me say what's up to underrated darkness. So let's see. uh, Brother uh, Cugent said this. Facts. Being a millennial, I see that all the time. So he kind of agreed with some of the things I said. Then we got uh, the creative Creo. Now, she she went in and you may disagree, you know, because like I said, everyone has a different uh, family up, uh, up, you know, being raised by their family by different values. She says mm-hmm. a lot of millennials don't have a good work ethic and they do have a sense of entitlement because they've had so much handed to them. Now, <laughs> would you like to tackle that a little bit? I mean, you know. I know we can't always generalize everybody in the same bag, but there's a reason why people have this thought about your generation. And just as people in your generation may have some negative thoughts about the older generation, such as myself, but go right ahead. Well, I I can agree with some of those statements. Um, You know, I look at some of my peers, some of my friends and, you know, people, they don't get it, especially like with entrepreneurship. Like I have several friends in the past year or so who have started a business and they're like, man, like, why isn't this working for me? And I'm like, "Uh, because you're not doing the work. Like, you know, it's not something that's just just because you say I'm starting a business, like money's not going to fall from the sky. Like it's something that you have to put in the work to. Right. 
personally, um, you know, I'll say this, you know, my dad, um, you know, both of my parents have worked. My mother worked in the post office system until she retired. My dad um, grew up in a little teeny tiny city called Uniontown, Alabama, where you know, when he was 10 years old, he was picking cotton. His, his dad was a sharecropper, you know, and he's always worked, you know, like he's he's worked um because he does cleaning. So, you know, I watched him clean in medical facilities and then I watched him start his own business. Mm-hmm. So my dad has always instilled in me that this is, this ain't going to be a walk in the park. This is going to be not be a piece of cake. Like you have to put in work and you not only have to do your best, but you have to be the best. So in my head, I've always had that mentality of working, you know, like my goal was always to outwork the next person, which has, um, you know, caused some issues of balance in my life at certain places. But for the most part, you know, I think it just, depends on how you grew up and, and what kind of values were instilled in you. Right. Because I agree, there are a lot of people who think things should be handed to them, but there are also a lot of millennials who do know the value of working hard and where it can take you to. Okay. Let me say shout out to Brother Kingdom. He super chatted me and I really appreciate that. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you, brother, for coming over. Everybody check out Brother Kingdom. He's got a channel. He's got a podcast as well. I still got to get him up here. I've got your email, brother. I'm just going. I got a lot of people on the list, so it's going to be a long year (laughs) of me bringing such variety of people to the platform. I usually uh, do a lot of the stuff that I do on this channel on the weekends, but I have the second channel, the information man uh, uh, speaks podcast tonight, just to give a drop, a little advertisement here tonight at around probably late night tonight, eight o'clock, seven o'clock Western time. I've got a very exclusive uh, live stream that I'm going to be doing talking about the coronavirus and some things that uh, I want to present to you all, because there's some stuff that the news is not telling us. And there's some other reasons why this is happening in China. So I've got some heavy stuff to drop on you all tonight on my second channel, Information Man Speaks podcast. Uh, Check it out because I'm going to lay it on you heavy and be honest about it. Now, to stay on topic here, sister, let's look at something else. Uh, You have this uh, saying, you say you have a website called, um, what is this, a black, skinny black girls code. Now, how did you uh, come up with this uh, this mantra, this uh, statement of this powerful statement? What tell us what that really all means? Well, the skinny black girls told I keep the name now, but I started it from 2014 to 20. I would say roughly 2018. So because I've evolved, you know, like a lot of the issues that I had with myself internally were due to self-esteem issues of not having a certain body type. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've kind of grown from that and I've learned that you know, there are other issues in life that are so much bigger. And that's why I moved into the pink lemonade platform to really talk about some of those deep diving issues that we're discussing today. But the skinny black girls told pretty much, I'll say this, I worked in corporate America. I worked for a company. Um, I was the only African-American woman in leadership. I was the first associate director of marketing for a company. And I remember going into this presentation, right? I had this presentation down pat, you know, I prepared, you know, I had everything that I was going to say. I walked in and I just remember the only thing from that presentation that stuck out in my head was, you know, someone making a comment about that I need to put some meat on my bones and to make sure that they save the donuts for me so I can start eating. And it was like, man, like everything that I just prepared for was just discredited in one statement. Mm. And I realized that, you know, 
you know, a lot of people have this kind of problem. You know, there are some people who don't want to make a presentation because, you know, they might think that they're too overweight or they think that someone's going to focus on something on their body. So, you know, I started to seek out other women who, you know, had issues with how they looked in their self-esteem. And I created the Skinny Black Girls Code. So I, it was literally a series of like 100 interviews that I initially did just to prove that it really was an issue for, for some other people. And, you know, that platform was really great for me. It allowed me to travel all over the country. You know, I've been to different conferences. People have been able to bring me in. Um, you know, like things have been sponsored and I've met like lifelong friends that I definitely would have never have met if I hadn't started the platform. But again, I, I realized that once I kind of really started to gain esteem, you know, I started to focus on things that dealt with the mind because, you know, the ma- the mind is a powerful tool. Just believing in yourself. Confidence is half the journey to anything that you want to do. Wow. Wow. Do you come from, and I should have asked you this earlier, do you come from a large family? Are you uh, an only child? Uh, you have brothers, you have sisters. Um, so I have, I'm the youngest of five children. My whoa. oldest is in her 40s. Um, we all range in age. My oldest sister is in her um, mid-40s, all the way down to me. And then I have a baby sister as well um, on my dad's side who's 24. So we all range from about 45 down to 24. Wow. Wow, so you come from a big, pretty um, big family. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and even though I was in a, a you know, five-person family initially, I, I felt like an only child because all my siblings are older than me. <laughs> like, they're all way older than me. Like, when I was in elementary school, my sisters were in high school. You know, they're all, like, one of my sisters were getting married. You know, people were starting their lives. So it's just a little different. Okay. Wow. 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 Let me ask you this question. Have you started to, have you gone to any, and maybe you told me this earlier, and if you did, uh, my, my bad here, have you uh, participated or start going to some of these uh, podcast conventions? Because I've, since I've gotten into podcasting, I actually got involved in it maybe a year or two ago and didn't really take it as serious as I should have. And now I've really kind of rebooted myself and did more research and reading about how to properly podcast. But I'm thinking about, I want to go to some of these conventions and some of these uh, forums to connect with other people. You know what I'm saying? It's funny you ask that. I, um, I got with someone earlier today in Jersey and, um, we were talking about going to Podfest. Yes. Orlando. I know podcast movement is a big one. I'm actually based out here in Columbus, Ohio. My husband actually started the first uh, Columbus podcast awards. We had that last August. Wow. Um, you know, that was huge. I mean, we had over 5,000 people vote for 100, over 100 podcasters who were a part of it. So um, I know that here, specifically in Columbus, we're starting to expand that a lot more, too, because I know he's doing more like workshops and stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as some of the other major conferences, I have not been yet. Virtually, I've attended to some of those things. But this year, I plan to do some in person. Okay. Let me say shout out to Creative Group. Creative Group is over in uh periscope listening to me right now and let me also give respect to brother uh, underrated darkness if underrated darkness is here thank you for coming through brother and make sure everybody that you uh check out his channel as well if any of you are content creators or not uh subscribe to each other as well uh the creative creole says it's so refreshing to see such a classy young lady 
so poised and articulate on a huge platform. Young woman really needs example. Like we, young ladies really need examples like this sister. Let me, th- that, that's a fantastic uh, shout out that she gave you. And of course, uh, screen learning is talking about the coronavirus that I'm going to be talking about later on tonight on my second channel. And brother, I'm going to get in all of that. I got, <laughs> I got good stuff for you coming your way tonight. So let me, um, let me ask you a question. Uh, I'm a member of a historically black fraternity called Alpha Phi Alpha. Okay. We've been around for 113 years. We've been around for a long time. And mm-hmm. many of these, I'm just going to tell you, I like to brag about this because I'm very proud of this. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that you've been reading about growing up, about what black people did in the civil rights movement, the March on Washington, um, uh, a, a third good marshal, these are all members of my fraternity, Alpha Men. Mm-hmm. Third Good Marshall, Paul Roverson, Dr. Martin Luther King, who we just celebrated. Okay. Um, I can go on and on. A W.E. Du Bois, uh, Jesse Owens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could go on and on. A lot of the black men that you, black women, black men in this case, that you've been reading about or members of my organization, a lot of the movement that came, that, that was being uh, orchestrated was orchestrated by alpha men in our fraternity. So a lot, I've got a history book on my fraternity. My history book is literally black history because so many black men who've come through the organization have done so much in our history and in society. Now, in my organization coming through college and all of that, I've had, incredible opportunities and and, and to work with youth to inspire young black youth and young ladies to get brothers and sisters into college through my organization. I am very proud to say that I have contributed along with many members of my organization to inspire other young black people. Now the sister, the creative Creole said that you're so inspiring. Have you been doing any work with young ladies are you a member of an organization that's working with young ladies or young men? Have you done any of this work in the past? And if you haven't done it in the past, are you inspired to do it in the future? In the first, or, with, or even just with your, your family, your, your, your cousins, your nieces, you know, things of that nature? Yes. So I do a lot of work with the youth. Um, it's my philosophy that it's selfish for me to hold back on any gifts and experiences that I have. So being a part of, you know, organizations or just projects that are geared toward the youth are very important to me. Um, last year, I was a volunteer at my high school at Mifflin High School. Um, I mentored two young ladies there. And then every year through another program, I go back and I do classes about social media and how you should carry yourself on social media. And not just like the do's and don'ts, but really how these kids now have a really great opportunity to start branding themselves and differentiating themselves on social media. So by the time they get to college, they're already ahead of the game. So those are some of the things that I do. And what I want to do with my podcast, um, because, you know, I've been getting a lot of inquiries about sponsorship. And like, for me, again, my podcast is like a ministry. So what I would like to do with my podcast is, you know, not only to pay for the expenses to cover the podcast, but to create a summer program for girls eight to 11. And I want to teach them how to have their own lemonade stands to teach them how to run a business and to show them as that entrepreneurship can be an option for them because a lot of times people don't see it. Cause like if no one in your family has done it, you really don't see it as an option for you because 
you know, a lot of times they don't really teach that in schools. They teach you how to work for other people. So I want other young girls to see that there is an option for them and to also see what kind of life lessons they can learn from those businesses as well. Okay. Let me ask this. Um, when you went, what inspired you to go to college, first of all, and then second of all, to go into the area of the field that you went into? So my journey to college is a little different. Um, when I was in high school, my junior year, they introduced a program in Ohio called Seniors to Sophomores, and this allowed you to go to college for a full year on a full ride, but you had to skip your senior year. So I skipped my senior year of high school to go to college. And once I finished my first year of college, I was both my class valedictorian and I had a um, full year, a full year of college under my belt. So once I was done with the program, I really wanted to do something different. So I applied for a lot of different schools and I actually went to historically black college. Shout out to Wilberforce University. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, So I went to Wilberforce because it was really important for me to go to a HBCU and it was important because there I learned that not all black people are monolithic. We're not all the same. I learned that there are different types of people and not just the people who are in my bubble in Columbus, Ohio, but it was also really important for me because I feel like attending Wilberforce allowed me to really grow. Like I grew in my spirituality. I guess that's really one of the turning points. You asked me earlier, how did I start to really become positive? And I would say being surrounded in a community of people who just genuinely cared, you know, like I could catch a ride with a a straight stranger from Wilberforce to go into town because it's in a small little town. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you go to town and, you know, it would just be a community. And that was something that, you know, I don't really think that, I had experienced much and I met so many people who were just on this journey. You know, it's, it's a historically black college AME school. And that was really my first time being exposed to people who were really into God. Like I grew up, my mother's a Jehovah's witness. So she had her own, you know, thing, her religion going. And for me, it just, it didn't fit me. Like I knew like, this is not for me. So when I went to college and, you know, and I started to get exposed to church, that was really the first time I'd ever been to church. And it just kind of changed things in perspective for me. Wow. I, um, you're looking at a guy here who uh, some of my family, her Jehovah Witness, my mother grew up in that and she broke away from it. It, it. You know, there's some various things that you can bring criticism about it. Um, I'm a person that when I look at religion, I think that your belief in God is a personal relationship that you have with God. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that a belief in God can be uh, can hold you down to the four walls of a building Mm -hmm. because not to get too religious here. I don't believe that when Jesus walked to earth, if you believe in Jesus, because there's some people who have their different opinions. um, He didn't spend his time in a four walls. He was out there with the people and he was congregating with people that were what we would call today pimps and, criminals and prostitutes of today. And so I always think about people need to find out what their personal relationship is with, with God and not necessarily get yourself too invested in some guy in a pulpit, pulpit, some preacher who's telling you all these things. I think people need to read and find their own relationship with God. That's just my opinion. I don't want to Sound like this is the uh, religious show, the religious show today, but (laughs) no, I I agree with you. I mean, like I said, my religious spiritual journey has been 
different. You know, like I said, my mother was a Jehovah's Witness. I went to college. You know, I got familiar with the, with the churches. You know, I even got baptized when I was in college. But then, you know, when I came out, you know, I really started to identify myself as more spiritual than religious. Um, you know, like I think religion may be good for some people, but for some reason for me, it just never really felt truly right. Um, because sometimes I go, you know, I look at churches and I observe people's behavior and, you know, there were times where I feel like people worship the the preacher or the pastor more than they actually do God. So, you know, I had to kind of separate myself from that environment to understand, you know, what is my relationship with God? How am I talking to him? You know, how can I get closer to him? And so, you know, I've just kind of started that on my own journey of self-discovery with how I want to embrace spirituality in my life. Okay, let me go over to uh, this was creative uh, group that wrote these things in the um, Periscope chat room. The powerful, strong woman. He had this person has a lot of positive things to say about you. So let me go once again. Shout out to a creative group that made some great, inspiring statements. Let me also give some respect to folks in the chat room. Brother Duvian has come back in. We got my man, Kenny. Love you, brother. Thank you for being here. We got Minds Eyes that's coming in the chat room. Design is in the chat room. Marie, uh, I think uh, Brother Art, New Style is in the chat room. Thank you for coming through as well. Once again, Brother uh, Underrated Darkness that was here for a moment. Uh, We got my man, Joe in the house. Peace to you, brother Joe. So many people that I need to get on my platform. So I'm going to be grinding and grinding this whole year until I can get to each person, um, and get some of these great people on the, and I got to get my man art new style back on again. It's been a while since he's been on the uh, platform. And you know, I used to do sister. I used to do a lot of uh, panel discussions on my channel. I've kind of gotten away from that. But I'm going to get back into that. And the panel discussions, uh, Sister Whitney, is that I would have panel discussions about black male and black female relationships. Mm-hmm. I, would, I did a show. I've done some shows in the past about black fathers, what it is to be a black father. I've had controversial shows where we've had adult conversation. <laughs> um, you know, we and, and, and on my on my channel, I talk about everything, you know, whether it be racism, um, social issues, cultural issues. And then I do what, what I'm doing here, uh, which is primary, you know, interviewing people like yourself that are very dynamic. Um, before we put a conclusion to the program today, let me bring this up. I'm going to, br- I'm going to bring something up to you on one of your podcasts, but I got to put this on the screen real quick to ask you a couple of questions about this. Give me just a minute right here. Boom. Okay. And let me remove something real quick and that will be right there now i took this off of your off of your twitter page not your twitter page your instagram okay and um bear with me here it says things you don't need to apologize for this goes for everybody in the chat room everybody that's listening out here one loving someone okay that now are these things that are these statements that you uh, came up with yourself or did you get inspired by um let me just go, let me just go over it real quick. One, loving someone. Two, saying no. Three, following your dreams. Four, talk t- uh, taking me taking taking me time taking my t- taking my time. <laughs> your priorities, ending a toxic relationship. Okay, imperfection. Your imperfections, standing your ground, delay and your response, and telling the truth. Now, you already know what these sayings are because it's on your Instagram. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm rattling them off right now. But as best as you can, sister, what do all those statements, because they're, they're powerful to me. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why they're powerful to me. Let me, because loving someone's self, that's most important. I've always been taught you can't love other people if you don't love yourself. Exactly. And I think loving someone, you don't need to apologize for that because, you know, you love who you love. You know, I think a lot of time, and, and that's why it's so important. We talked about relationships earlier. That's why it's so important that you have to discern what information you tell other people because sometimes people will guilt trip us into not loving someone or think it's not good that we don't love that person because we told them the negative side of them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important for, to understand that, you know, you have to love who you love, but most importantly, you have to, again, love yourself first before you can really get someone that love that they deserve to mm-hmm. um let me see another statement you made on there uh that we need to say no what do you mean by saying no sister Oh my gosh. So I remember a few years ago, Shonda Rhimes came out with the book, The Year of Yes. And everybody thought that was just so monumental. And I, and I believe it was, but for me, I had to come to the year of no. I had to learn how to establish boundaries because a lot of times people feel like they're all over the place and they feel like people are treating them wrong, but you have to take certain accountability for yourself. And what I recognized for me was I didn't have certain boundaries set in place for my life. So if you don't have any boundaries, you know, they're, the possibilities for what people want you to do are endless. So you have to learn how to say no to protect yourself and ultimately to protect your peace as well. Okay. Let's go to the next one real quick. Uh, Let me see. Following your dreams. Following your dreams. It goes back to visions versus idea. If you have a vision for yourself, everybody is not going to see your vision and that you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with people not seeing your vision. You have to be okay with people not supporting your vision or, or, or allowing you to follow that dream. So I think it's really important for you to, you know, know that if you have that vision to go for it, be relentless in what you do and just know that, you know, this is for you and the people who are supposed to support you and be there for you, they'll be there to help you see it through. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Um, Taking me time. Taking me time, it simply just means you can't pour from an empty cup. A lot of times we get so consumed in life that we forget about ourselves. We forget, you know, like you forget to take time to think about what it is that we want, how we should be thinking. So it's really important that on a daily basis, you're taking time out for you so you can be grounded and so that you can be focused. So, you know, when it is time for you to be Superman or Superwoman, you're fully charged. You have something to give because when you just allow things to drain you, you have nothing to give. You lose passion. You know, you become negative, you become bitter and you really just want to make sure that you're putting yourself in a place where you feel like that you're being fulfilled. So my rule of thumb is, you know, before I do anything for other people in the morning, I do one thing for myself, because even if the day gets ahead of me, I at least know that I accomplished something for me. Okay. And let me say peace to brother Kenny Kujin 87. I see you. Oh, the guy from Texas. Love you, brother. Thank you for being here. And sister Buckner, Buckner, the beautiful sister Buckner that I see on Instagram doing the damn thing. Glad to see you here, sister. Um, Let me see here. Another one. Very important. Uh, Let me see. Let's see. Your priorities. Touch on that. Your priorities. I mean, your priorities are your priorities. 
you can't allow other people to dictate what's most important to you. So if you think something is valuable to you and something that it is that you need to do, you don't have to apologize for that. You stick to it and you don't allow anyone to interrupt that from you. Because if you allow people to interrupt your priorities and make you shift your priorities, then, you know, you never feel like you're operating at 100%. Okay. Let me go into another one. Now, thank you for uh, bearing with the program today, sister. <laughs> I know it's a Saturday and you probably got a lot of the things you, you, you have to do, but it, I think it's very important that we go through these things because it's introducing you to the pup, to the, to the people that follow me and to people that are going to be watching this. And I, I'm doing this because I want people to lock on to your podcast and what you're about. So that's why, you know, no, we got to give people a taste of what you're about. And, and, you know, so let's see here. You got the, you got right here at number six, in a toxic relationship. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's get into that. Yes. I mean, toxic relationships are all around us and you have to be willing to understand when you are in a toxic relationship. A lot of times we don't want to admit to ourselves that something is toxic, but if you take out a piece of paper and if you weigh out the things that are good versus the things that are bad, if it's something that's bad, then that's something that you need to eliminate in your life. It's like what we were saying earlier. You have to make room for what you want. You have to make room for the life that you want. You know, and if you have a certain relationship, whether, you know, it's a platonic relationship or friendship, you have to make room for the right individuals to be around you. And that starts with you making a decision. Okay. Wow. Let me, um, we got a uh, sister diva. She says here, I agree with what she's just said. Whole earth, earthly, holy, uh, doing for yourself helps to ground and strengthen you. Best way to start the day is by self ritual. Yes. Really she is. says, I think she says, I'm sorry, wholeheartedly she's agreeing with you. This is what I'm getting from the chat room. I'm getting the feeling that people are feeling you, that they're connecting with the things that you're saying. So that tells me that you're very powerful. You're a very powerful speaker. And, you're, and what you're doing with your podcast is very powerful because the folks over here are really connecting with what you're saying. Now, I had a chance to look at your, your, your uh, YouTube channel that you have I really think, and I can help you with this, I really think that you really need to put some energy into that YouTube page to cap because the stuff that you're talking about needs to be captured more on your YouTube page. And I think you could really uh, capture a lot of people from your YouTube page and also bring them over into your, your podcast. So mm -hmm. I see what you have on there, but I think that you could really, and I could give you some tips and tools. I think you could really get that YouTube page really popping. <laughs> I think you can put if this with, with a little bit, with a little energy put into it, you can get it popping and it will be a nice flavor with what you got going on in the other platforms that you're on. While we're at it, before I go back into those, those, uh, those questions that you have, those things that you have broken down, let everybody know where they can find you on all the podcasting platforms and social media. Okay. Well, I'm pink lemonade podcast on Instagram, pink lemonade pod on Twitter and pink lemonade podcast on Facebook. I also have a website at pink lemonade podcast.com and I'm on pretty much every major podcasting platform. So I'm on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Google play. Like I'm literally everywhere. So wherever you listen to a podcast, I'm there. Okay. So folks, all you have to do, let me just go ahead and uh, do this real quick. So, folks, all you have to do right now is 
she made it very simple. It's a pink lemonade podcast that you can see on my screen. And that's pretty much the, the, the moniker, the name that she goes by that you can find her on all those platforms. So if you got a droid phone, well, you can download her podcast to your phone or uh, right there on your droid phone, your Apple phone, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. You're, are you on SoundCloud, too? Because I'm on SoundCloud as well. Yep, that's where I okay. host my Okay. So you can um, you can listen to her. I listen to her on Spotify. So just check it out. Um, very inspiring, sister. Definitely, indeed. So I just want everybody to know that. And I and I want to say once again, uh, screen learning is in the house. Marie, Fly Birdie, uh, Yvonne, Diva. I'm glad to see you here, sister. Really good. I, I always get excited when I see uh, either new people coming to the chat room that have just subscribed to my channel or people that I might've met in other chat rooms and they come over and they surprise me every now and then like this. I really, uh, and then I also get surprised when I get uh, people who might make a comment on the video. So I'm always happy for the feedback. And I'm also open to everybody sending me email. If there's uh, actually subject matter or topics that you would like to hear us talk about, you can always email me uh, at coldwave 6 at gmail.com. Uh, you can always do that. Or you can DM me uh, on Twitter at, at Clinton06 at Clinton06. I don't mind. Uh, you may have some you may have some articles or something that you would like me to touch on and talk about. Maybe you want me to have a group panel and bring brothers and sisters on that panel and talk about those topics. I'm open to that, folks. I'm definitely an open door to those types of things. So let me get back over here and uh, get back to where we were a little bit earlier and let's go back to another one of these uh, rank. Then you've got here ending toxic relationships, your in, imperfection. Now touch on that. Your imperfections are not something that you need to apologize for, but I will say this um, while they may be imperfections. Yes, you can acknowledge your imperfections, but you still want to make sure that you're still trying to improve. You're still trying to grow. Um, I think it's good to know what they are, but I think it's really more important to make sure that you're on a process of self-improvement. You know, you are acknowledging them and you're really trying to make sure that these imperfections, while they may never be perfect, that still doesn't give you an excuse not to work on them. Okay. There's someone in the chat room. I think it was Maria that wants to know the t-shirt, the shirt that you had on. Let me put this back up again for people to see this fantastic shirt that she has on and the sisters looking, I got to be honest, sister. I, when I saw that picture, I was like, man, she looking real good. <laughs> now, now all due respect to you. I didn't know you was married. Okay. Now no disrespect to your husband. I was just like, this is a dope, this is a dope picture right here of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and let me take that off of there so people can see the full, uh, let me see what am I doing here? Let me take that off of there. And that's uh, Zero of Affinity. What's up, brother? I'm glad that you're here. I'm just going to take your comment off the screen because I want everybody to see her shirt. So Barry, basically, that's the shirt that the sister's wearing. And uh, we, there's a sister in there that's saying, where can she buy that shirt? So for Marie, I just put it in the chat. If you go to blackgirlgroup.net, um, you should be able to purchase the shirt there. Or if you don't see it, just send them a message on their website. Stephanie Cottle is the originator of the shirt. She's a good friend of mine, so mm -hmm. I'll let her people are interested because <laughs> she probably didn't think that people would, would want the shirt like that. So oh, no, no, you could, that could sell on that could sell. Let me tell you something. 
Put another message in the chat room. I'm going to mod you up, which means you're going to turn blue. And mm-hmm. that's going to allow you to put websites and all that kind of stuff right into the chat. So I'm going to mod you up on my channel so that you can get this information in there where people can click into it. So if you write a little message in there and I'll see you and I'll, I'll mod you up. Let okay. me see. I'm, I'm looking for you whenever you pop in there. Everybody, once again, you're listening to the Information Man show. And this is also uh, going to be podcast for those of you out there. Uh, that are list- that will be listening to this in the podcast world. Thank you. I'm talking about I'm on Spreaker. I'm on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud as well. I'm on Anchor, Spotify. Uh, let me see. What else is I'm Oh, iHeartRadio Podcast as well. So let me see. Where are you at now, sister? I want to mod you up. So I'm trying. I'm looking at the live comments. Well, I'm, I'm responding in YouTube, so. Okay. Put a resp- uh, write something in there where I can recognize you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you blue, and then that's gonna allow you uh, to put any websites in there as it relates to your website and the mm-hmm. website for the T-shirt that people can click into right now and go into. So, oh, there you go. So let me mm-hmm. mind you up right now. Boom. Okay, so you're gonna so you're gonna automatically be blue, which means you're a mod on my channel, and now you can drop any of the links that you want people to be able to connect to you on your social media, and particularly your website and the beautiful shirt that you have on right now on the on the thumbnail. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm putting all those things in now. What's going on, EJ? Brother EJ, thank you for being here. I see you and dining with Zen. I see you. And mine eyes, I see you, mine eyes. I ain't forgetting y'all folks out there. I'm seeing y'all. Creative group, thank you for being here again. So let me take this thumbnail off of here so that people can see us again. Boom. Okay. All right, wonderful. So there it is, pinklemonadepodcast.com. Check out her website. And on that website, let me get this right, on the website, Will that allow people to be able to connect in a way to be able to purchase that shirt that you have on? Okay. In the thumbnail. I just put it in blackgirlgroup.net. That's the t-shirt site. Okay. Yeah, I, I would I would implore you to tell her that she needs to market that shirt. Okay. <laughs> I will. I hope she's watching. I sent her the link earlier. So Stephanie. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you can tell her, look, here I am making a plug for myself. I'll promote it on my channel. I, you know, I, I, I don't care. This is my attitude. Anything that black people are doing, whether it be black men, black women, or young people, if there's something positive, I will promote it. I, I, I will promote it. I will tell people about that person. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the program as many other people that I'm connecting with, because whenever I see in, in powerful and positive black people, I've got to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I I said this to a brother that I had on here a week ago who has a, uh, he works in tech. He's, he's getting ready to graduate from UCLA. Um, had him on here. He's, uh, creating an app that helps people to find, to find roommates based on your personal criteria and all those sort of things. And I said to him, Brother, you you're you 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 are going to be great because you are great. That's my little mantra now. All of us are going to be great because we are great. You have to first start in the state of your mind first. Mm. Anything you can believe, you can achieve. It all starts in your state of mind. 
and I and and the reason why I talk like this because you know I work in mental health, so I'm always having to counsel and deal with guys in the prison environment that I work in who are struggling uh, in prison right now. I deal with a lot of brothers, a lot of different uh, gangs and different groups of guys in the prison system that are going through a lot of stuff. So let me uh, pop this on the screen again and ask you another inspiring question here. Okay. Question eight, you put standing your ground. I think standing in your ground is important because it's, it's a filter. You don't have to apologize for believing in what you believe in because when you stand your ground, it allows you to filter out who's with you and who's not. And also who respects you because people who really respect you will always respect your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I hope everybody got the uh, link that she dropped in there. Uh, you're more than welcome to drop it in there again, sister, just uh, if people missed the first links, but uh Definitely check out her site. Let me go to another um, another one of these inspiring, inspiring statements. Okay. Delay in your response. What do you mean by that? Don't be so quick to answer questions. Um, mm-hmm. Really take the time to reflect. There's a really great book. I um, So I took a, uh, a course through Harvard last year, and I got a certification. And it's a book called How Will You Measure Your Life by Clayton Christensen. Um, he was a professor. He actually just passed a couple of days ago. But one thing that I got from the book is make sure that you delay your response to make sure that your yes is aligned with what it is that you're trying to do for your life. A lot of times we say yes hazardously, like we say yes to something and then we're like, Oh man, like I shouldn't have said yes to that. And then you want to back out of the commitment, but it starts with that first yes. And, you know, you have to allow people to understand that, you know, Hey, thank you for the opportunity. You know, give me some time to think about it. I think it's Warren Buffett. I think he said that he takes like, 72 hours to make a decision before he actually makes a decision. And so I kind of use that philosophy for myself when I'm making a major decision. I never answer immediately because I think it's important to really evaluate and make sure that everything is in alignment with who you are and what it is that you want to do. Okay. Let me say this to everybody. Cougent 87, brother. You don't know how much that means to me to hear you say what you said. You said it's an amazing live stream. I want to thank everybody for coming over today again and listening to this sister and uh, listening to me as well. Uh, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to continue to bring you quality live streams with quality people. I may not be the most uh, off the top type of brother. You know, I'm, I'm not cussing. I'm not doxing people. I'm not, you know, getting into all this, rah, 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 rah. you know, and I know that when you don't do that kind of stuff, you don't get a lot of people viewing and watching and all of that kind of stuff. I, I'm, a, I'm a steady channel that does just keep putting the content out that can be used to help people. I'm very proud that I can put content out that anybody can go to my channel and learn something from that can inspire and help them uh, economically, whatever it may be. I'm going to bring people on that talk that's in business. They can give you some tips on things that you can do financially. Let me go ahead and. Um, oh, my beautiful JV is coming to the house. Peace to you. She says, peace to the chat. Thank you for being here, JV. And let me, um, okay, Whitney Barkley says, thank you for your compliments, everyone. This is Sister Bar- This is Sister uh, Whitney on the panel right now. This is the pink, this is the pink lemonade podcast, sister, right here. Let me read what you said to everybody. Thank you for your comments, everyone. I am glad that every everything is 
uh, what, what is this? Resulting with you, resonating with you, resonating with you. Thank you, Information Man, for having me on. And that's a beautiful statement that you left there, sister. Whitney, let's see. She says, Whitney Barker, thank you for being here. Really enjoyed the stream. And hey, I enjoyed you all uh, being here. So, sister, as we get close to conclusion, mm-hmm. let me go back. We're almost near the end of these very important questions. And uh, let me disengage that there we go now uh, let's see delay in your response we went over that now this is the last one number 10 tell the truth and then check this out sister i always have this on my show and everybody knows this when i say um tell the truth and this is something that i'm always talking about tell the truth (laughs) (laughs) tell the truth (laughs) tell the truth okay now what do you mean uh, from your perspective, when you say tell the truth. So a lot of people don't know this about me, um, but I have a tattoo on my chest that says Thug Life. But it's, it's not like the Tupac Thug Life. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it stands for truthful, humble, unique, and genuine life. Because I've learned that when you start to tell the truth, um, you just you feel a little bit different. You feel lighter. You feel a little bit better. And I think that when it comes to how we look at life, there's a lot of self-limiting beliefs or stories that we tell ourselves. So we have to really get to the root of those self-limiting stories to understand what the root is and why we're thinking them and then start to kind of transform some of that language. So for me, telling the truth is very important because it allows me to be free. Um when I was on Skinny Black Girls Cold, my mantra was be confident, be free. And I think freedom is achieved by telling the truth and knowing your truth. Because when you tell the truth, and a lot of telling your truth is really telling your story for what it is. When you tell your story, it's uplifting. And I really feel like it has a domino effect. Because when you tell the truth, it inspires others to do the same. So I think it's really important to understand what your truths are and live in them and be confident with them as well. Okay. Wow. Um, let me say shout out to Lee Johnson who's just come in what's going on Lee Johnson where you been let me say shout out to Critical Truth with QI once again if you're new here if you just discovered my channel go ahead and subscribe it's not going to hurt you you are listening to Information Man please make sure to subscribe to his channel Definitely subscribe to the channel. It's not going to hurt you at all. JV, once again, glad to see you here, sister. I'm shouting her out because, uh, you know, she's, she's a real good sister, intelligent, um, inspiring herself. Let me say peace to her and highlight her name in there again. And Cougent has said some brilliant things about you today. And we got my man, Prophet of Thought, who's come back in the house. Prophet of Thought, we did a really good live stream together, brother. And we, I'm going to get you back on for a second time sometime within this year as I'm getting uh, booked up with guests that I got to bring on. And then we got Filthy Franks. I haven't forgotten you, Filthy Franks. And EJ, all with, hey, AJ, what's going on, brother? If I'm not mistaken, EJ, I was supposed to, if you're the EJ that I'm thinking about, yeah, you are. I was supposed to have you on my channel a long time ago. Sorry about that, brother. We'll get it. We'll get something going. Um, woo. Sister, can you do me a favor and uh, remind everybody once again about your podcast before we get, because we're at a point that I'm going to conclude the program, but let's remind everybody again, um, just a, a good summary of why what your podcast is about 
and what is your main aim of your podcast and where they can find you again? Perfect. Well, Pink Lemonade Podcast is a podcast to help you turn life's lemons into lessons. It's about helping you savor the moment and enjoy the process in between. So you can listen to Pink Lemonade Podcast on all major platforms on Apple, Spotify, Google. And you can also visit the website at PinkLemonadePodcast.com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pink Lemonade Podcast. I'm very open and accessible. So if there are any of the topics that you guys want to talk about, um, my inbox is always open. I love to have good conversations. So thank you so much for bringing me on this platform. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I was excited about having you here. And then when I get a chance today, I'm going to work on getting the. Information is power. Information is power. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. Tell the truth. The Information Man Podcast can be heard on nine major platforms. On the second YouTube channel as well, Information Man Speaks Podcast. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally, Spreaker. All right, everybody, this is the Information Man. I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the podcast with the Pink Lemonade podcast, self-help, taking lemons in life and making success out of things that have happened to you in your life, but you can always overcome and overachieve uh, overachieve uh, through life anything that you want to do uh, you can achieve if you just believe and I said that and those principles or those uh, mantras that she had all 10 of them are very important because you can apply everything that the sister said that I was reading off on her list and you can apply those to your life to improve your life so this is very important uh, once again uh, support the podcast the Information Man Speaks podcast and go over and check out Pink Lemonade uh, podcast. Check the sister out. She's got great things going. She's only 29 years old and she's got so much wisdom. And like I was telling her, uh, it's amazing where she's going to be as she gets older and she experienced more, uh, more of a life pretty much. So with that said, I want to thank everybody for being here, listening to the podcast and uh, take care of yourself wherever you are in the world day night evening thank you and make sure you share the podcast tell everyone about the podcast and uh, once again you can also find me on youtube at information man show the first channel and the second channel is information man speaks podcast that's on youtube and i want to thank you everybody take care The Information Man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well. Information Man Speaks podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You are listening Podbean, to Information Castbox, Man podcast, SoundCloud, and finally Spreaker. Tell the truth.